Hi there, my name is Kelly Cody Grimm. And I'm Max Grimm. And we are Creative Actors Lab. What we want to do is just talk a little bit about how you can bring creativity into your everyday life. Hello everybody, it's Kelly. And this is Max. And this was one that I had suggested to Max. Uh, I know a few weeks ago we did the fine art of failure and I had said at the time, there is, I could be wrong. And I don't feel like that's a part of failure because sometimes when you're going in and trying something, you, you don't know that you might fail. Maybe you do, but you go ahead anyway. But I think the difference for me is as far as being wrong is it's having the emotional intelligence to really be able to see that in advance, acknowledge that there's that possibility that you could be wrong and go forward. In my opinion, I think it really leaves you intellectually more open to possibilities rather than just digging your heels in and saying, absolutely freaking not. I know I'm right. There is no, I have no fear of contradiction. I know I am right. And I think when you get yourself backed into that corner, it's a lot more difficult to be able to come back when you are wrong. Whereas if you consider that you're wrong from the get-go or you could be wrong, in my opinion, that leaves you open to more interpretation. Scientists, a lot of times, they will have their theory, and then they go to great lengths to try to prove all the ways that it could be wrong before they finally say, aha, this is right. I will say a couple of things. First mm -hmm. of all, uh, in a word, humility. One of the basic tenets of Taoism is to have no preconceived ideas. Mm -hmm. Do your work and move on and just you know learn what you learn from it and you know it's just you you could be wrong you could be right mm -hmm. in these podcasts i'm just seeing this developing thread of in acting as in life mm -hmm. you know it, the same thing you know when you are in a situation to where it's like okay this is just this is not working out have the good sense to cut your losses and get out and don't beat the dead horse and don't say oh well things will get better when you know good and well in your heart of hearts if you're really being honest with yourself you know it's not going to happen or maybe it's just now now is not the time for a certain project or a certain thing to manifest and evolve mm -hmm. it's just not it's time through no fault of anyone's you know and i want to say also i think on the flip side of this you know realizing that you can be wrong but at the same time I think it's very important to trust your instincts mm -hmm. and speaking personally for myself and I think enough other people but speaking personally for myself anytime I and I'm sure I've said this before anytime that I have looked back on situations or events or productions or any of it the times that I have had this intuitive first thought and gone, this is not right, but I've gone with it anyway. When I have not listened to my intuition, I have gotten screwed. Mm -hmm. I have just absolutely, it's I think hands down, every time I've not listened to my intuition, I've gotten screwed. Every time that I have listened to it, that is quite another matter. Whereas it's like, I kind of go with that, that original base thought 
of this is not right and then I can navigate my way out of it more successfully with less trauma and heartache and bad feelings and ill will and lost money and lost time and energy and all, and all of that. So I think that's kind of the other side of the coin of I could be wrong of trust your instinct. Mm-hmm. I think also though if you don't rule out that there's a possibility that your hypothesis could be incorrect, again, if we're looking at like scientific terms, you really are, you're, what you're going to do is have this one filter that you're going to say, this is the direction that it's going to go in, even if it's flying in the face of reality. And I mean, I could tell you for myself, there are times when I've been really happy that I have been wrong. Mm-hmm. When I have gone to events and I, I'm basically pulling myself kicking and screaming because I'd rather stay home and write and just hang out and not have to see people. And then I'll go to these events and I'll come back. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. And I made this connection, this connection. I'm going to follow up in everything, which I wouldn't have done. I mean, yeah, you could stay home and write and that's great. But the fact that you got yourself out of your comfort zone and went ahead and did something and in those cases i'm always delighted to be wrong and just say you know what absolutely i that would have been misguided if i had not gone ahead and done that so for me also being i there are times when i'm thinking worst case scenarios and i'm wrong I'm delighted by that. I'm not one of those people that has to sit there and go, oh, no, it's got to be the worst-case scenario. Then I'll be right. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And that's a positive side of it. But, again, you always have to look at, am I not seeing everything here? And is that clouding my judgment so that I could make a wrong decision or a wrong assumption? I heard this thing said, to tell the difference between intuition and kind of like what is your own thought process which may be tainted which may be paranoid or biased because i mean we all have them you know we you know we're all limited with our perceptions and but i have heard it said that intuition is the very first thought you have about something And then everything else that follows is something that's going to try to undermine that intuition. Or, you know, get into some thought process that is not your intuition, that does not have the clarity of intuition. Everything else is, this is what I think about this based on my life history, based upon my experiences. It takes a while to kind of digest that analogy but I've, it's over the years, and I heard this probably 30 years ago, and as I have just, as I've grown and evolved and experienced life and gotten involved in this, gotten involved in that, that's really true. That's mm-hmm. really, really true, but it takes time to really realize it. Um, I'm involved in a thing right now. It's not theater, but metaphorically it kind of is. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm in the situation right now that I mean, knock wood, um, I'm very happy. I cannot believe I'm working in the the situation that I'm in now. I mean that in the absolute best possible of ways. And I did not see this coming. I, in, in fact, when 
the idea of becoming involved with the first came around before I knew anything. My first thought was, eh, they're going to be snooty and they'll never hire me and they're going to be a, you know, if I get in there, it's going to be a bunch of, you know, temperaments and egos and politics and bitching contests and, and all of that sort of thing. And I am very, very happy to say I was wrong. Oh my God. God was I wrong. I am so wrong. It was amazing how wrong I was about this thing, and I am so happy about that. I am so grateful to be wrong about this. Um, it, it's because if I had just followed that meh, I don't want any part of this, you know, sour grapes kind of mentality. They're just going to be like this, and that's the way and, it's always going to be, so why should I even bother? And I was I was very wrong, and I'm, you know, I've been around the block a few times, and it's not my first rodeo, and I was very wrong about the current situation I'm involved in, and I'm, and I'm so grateful on many levels. And, you know, particularly if you're in management and you are addressing a group of people, honestly, I think what helps them listen to you better and perk you up is that if you say, you know what, I could be wrong about this, but based on my experience, X, Y, and Z, and the fact that you've already opened up that possibility that you may not have seen everything what my experience has been in a management standpoint mm -hmm. is people may then jump in and go, hey, you know what? I think you are seeing that. But based on my experience, I've seen X. And then all of a sudden, everybody's joining in because you've created a safe space mm -hmm. by not saying, I know I am right. There is no way I couldn't be right. This is what we're doing. Boom. That's well, one of these. Well, if let me, let me just jump in. That's, sure. that's one of the components of creating a safe space to do dangerous work, mm -hmm. which is what I've personally always tried to do when I, anytime I've, I've directed or taught or, or any of that. And that's, I don't have a monopoly on being right. Nobody does. Exactly. But you got to admit it though. Yeah. When people know that they have that, they are just going to share so much more. They're going to want their experience. They're going to give you ideas. And that's what I think a good organization becomes is because the people that are there know that it's okay, one, to say what their ideas are, two, you know, when we talked about the fine art of failure, it's okay to fail, and it's okay to be wrong. Not all of us see the entire situation all at once, and then when you do acknowledge that, you've just got more people that want to be a part of what you're doing, and seeing the whole situation rather than just that little slice or their little petty slice. You know, I just think that admitting that you're wrong is really a hallmark of uh, emotional intelligence. So if you're, you know, just able to say that, that that's a possibility, then people are like, oh, okay, yeah, well, we can all be wrong. But it does open things up rather than being very dogmatic in how you're approaching things. And again, that comes from... You know, with other actors, if you are a director and it's my way or the highway, boom, that's all we're doing. Or you're a writer and it's like you've got to do it exactly as I have written it down to the semicolon mm -hmm. because I'm right. And if you don't do that, it's wrong. You don't have all the components together and the cooperation that people need. 
And they need to, again, have that safe space to go, well, hey, you know what? Let me try a take like this. I could be wrong. And on The Office, they used to do that. They go, you know what? I know we've gotten everything that we did, but okay, guys, why don't we do one or two takes? You guys kind of play around with it. And sometimes those were the takes that they chose. And as far as creating an, an environment like that, I think there's two things, really. Uh, and it takes a good bit of maturity and time to really embrace and live the concept of I'm not the leader, I'm not the director, I'm not the teacher, I am a fellow student. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even though I may be in the position of teacher or leader or director or, or whatever, I am a fellow student. That is something I think that clicks in with the concept in acting of strength through showing vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not afraid to show you my vulnerable points because I know how to protect them. I know what comes from them. And I know that I have the courage to put this stuff out there and you can say what you want to say. And you can re- react as you wish to react. But at the same time, I know the place the stuff is coming from is genuine and it's the truth, and it's truth of humans in general, mm-hmm. that when you can really put your vulnerable self out there, that's where some of the greatest wisdom, the truest wisdom, some of the most beautiful poetry comes from there. And if you can't find the courage to show that, you're never going to be as creatively expressive as you possibly could be. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I think it's, you know, as we explored in the Fine Art of Failure podcast, and here it's like, kids, it's okay to fail, and it's okay to be wrong. You know, I mean, how many of us have been around relatives or bosses or people like that, that just they refuse to admit when they're wrong, when the facts are staring them in the face, and they are absolutely not going to acknowledge that they're wrong. Uh, Max and I worked for a place a few years ago, and the person that was in charge had, I would say, a pathological fear of looking foolish. Mm -hmm. He would say that frequently. He's like, we don't want to look foolish. We don't want to look foolish. So they had hired this new administrative person um, to come in Mm -hmm. and cover the other person that had been in there had been in there for like 15 20 years he wanted to go and try something new they brought this new person in from another state uh gave him housing he had a wife and kids and everything so you know this guy's coming in thinking hey i I, i've got it set you know not only do i have a place to work but they put me up in a nice house it's in a nice neighborhood and, and good schools Well, as time went on, and he was in charge of a construction project, and for the construction project, he was actually doing okay. When that construction project came to an end, and he didn't have that focus there, the wheels really started to come off the bus, and and you really began to see what the issues were in his leadership. But you could not tell the person who was in charge because they didn't want to look foolish. Now, for the person that was having the issues, and then he was letting people go, exclusively Mm -hmm. women, and I was one of them, but prior to that, I sat down with one of the other main supervisors, and I said, look, here's what I'm seeing, because he's already let go three of the women in our Mm -hmm. department. 
when he's referred to us, we're referred to as a bunch of women. Here's the problem is I could be let go. I'm going to go back to my house that I have lived in for 15, 16 years now. And it's the stakes for me, okay, I can find another job, but my kids will still go to the same school. I'll still have the same places that I always go to. For this particular person, not only could he lose his job, but then he loses where he's living, where his kids are, their friends mm-hmm. and everything. The stakes are so much higher. I'm getting anxiety just, just remembering all of this. Quite frankly, I'm sitting here going, oh, God. If I could bring it down to one word bamboozled mm-hmm. uh, this guy he just he saw all the vulnerabilities in the system and the personalities and he knew how to manipulate them and, it, and it, after it was, everything was said and done you know it was bad they it were bad. they were down about six figures which you know is something most businesses can't afford and so what obviously ended up happening was all this fear of, oh, I don't want to look foolish, I don't want to look foolish. Well, if you had let him go while you still had a good staff Mm -hmm. intact and you still had this money, it would have been one thing. But because of this fear of being wrong and looking foolish, it got compounded so much more. Take a little advice from Wall Street. Cut your losses. Cut your losses. It's better to get into a deal say oh crap this isn't working out get out of it as quick as possible and if the deal is actually a good deal and you were wrong about it mm-hmm. you'll be able to get back in at some point in the future exactly but you know everybody else that got let go was right and because they didn't want to listen so you know that's a good business lesson is there's that little nagging thing And again, it's better to say, hey, maybe we're wrong about this particular person. We should have, you know, been more active to begin with, um, rather than just to let a situation go and go and go until you're at that point where it's like, oh my gosh, we need to let him go or the doors are going to close. And you don't want to be in that position. And here's what I will say about, you know, what is unfortunate about people digging in and not wanting to admit when they're wrong. And I think particularly with social media, we just see that so, so much. People will make an outlandish statement. I'll make one right now. Um, Obviously, if you saw cats in here, you would know this isn't what I believe. But let's say I am a celebrity influencer and I happen to be representing Purina. But I happen to get caught saying, cats are the worst. I cannot stand cats. They are stupid. They are judgmental. They are like the worst pets on the face of the planet. I just wish cats weren't around. That's that. Okay. Well, now the person that's been paying you money, Perina, not only do they support dogs, which may be the commercials that you're doing, but they also put out stuff for cats. So now what do you do? There are two ways that you can address that. A lot of times people will kind of just try to pivot and make it sound like it's the other person's problem where it's like, okay, if somehow I offended cat people, I am very, very sorry. Um, I didn't mean it to come off the way it did. I'm really sorry that people felt that what I said was harsh. Uh, I'd like to say that it's on you, but I guess it's on me. So again, I'm really, really sorry 
that this happened and I'm going to try to pick my words a little bit more carefully in the future. To me, that's an apology, not apology, because what you keep on doing is pivoting like, okay, it's your fault for liking cats and being offended by what I said because ultimately I'm right. Another way to handle that would have been, hey, you know what? I was in a really bad place. Uh, when I was a little kid, I actually had a cat bite me and hiss at me, and I was like really small. I was like four or five years old. And since then, I haven't really gotten to know and gotten close to cats. And I know there's a lot of, you know, very sweet animals and things like that out there, but that really left a mark. So that's where a lot of my feelings towards cats have been. And I know now being a representative for Purina, I need to make sure that I am looking out for the rabbits, the cats, the dogs, everybody who's part of the Purina family. And I sincerely apologize, but maybe now that you understand what happened to me as a young child, you might understand a little bit more where I was coming from. It doesn't make it 100% right. It doesn't make it right. And I'm actually going to go, they're going to sit down and have me sit with kittens. And I'm mm -hmm. going to spend the afternoon with kittens. But thank you guys. Now that doesn't that well, sound more sincere? I, I think I think the moral of the story is this. Listen, freedom of speech is I'm all for freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. However, don't be an ass about it. And you know, I grew up in a time and I came up and did all of my all, all the time that I was acting um, in a time before the internet existed like at all whatsoever and I really I am so grateful for that mm -hmm. you know um, because we were in our early 20s and we did a lot of dumb stuff but you know for actors in particular be very careful what you post on social media it, it will have repercussions um, look everybody's entitled to their opinion everybody is entitled to express it however they feel it needs to be expressed however keep in mind actions have consequences we we never dealt with mm -hmm. when when we were you know young and cutting their teeth and acting and, and figuring it out and getting in this production that production and all that stuff you know we did not have that and i will just say i i have that perspective of i know what it was like back when but, but I see what it's like now, and I'm like, oh, my God, thank God I didn't grow up in that time and place and, you know, or in, in the time and place that is going on now with social media. Because, I mean, if you remember, and it was one of the first things that made it onto the Internet, but uh, the comedian Michael Richards mm. uh, at the stand-up club, and he used the N-word like, oh, I don't know, like 157 million times in 30 he seconds. Got he got triggered he, and I just went know. off, and that pretty much... And he apologized profusely on numerous occasions. Look how much work he's gotten as a, as a result. Yeah. So, you know, pick and choose your battles with some wisdom, and just know when it is better to keep your eyes and ears open and your big mouth shut especially in the world of social media. So that and being said. I'm going to go back to, oh, a biblical proverb that I think really sums this up. And it is pride goeth before the fall, mm -hmm. being overly proud, being aggressive, feeling like you are just, you have to be right. If you're not willing to engage other viewpoints and see how other people see the world, chances are you're not going to be able to go forward because you just don't really 
have the sense of what that worldview is. You're not seeing it from 30,000 feet. Mm. You're seeing it right in front of your face. And when you limit your ability to really see the entire picture, chances are you are going to have that moment where if you dig your heels in and you don't acknowledge that, hey, I may not be seeing everything because I can't, what are your thoughts? And what are your thoughts? And what are your thoughts? And when you start to bring that all in and you acknowledge that you're not seeing any everything, I really think that your success rate's gonna go up just because you've acknowledged that you're you could be wrong and you're not seeing everything yeah. and you don't want to go for the fall. I will I'll close it out if I may. Sure. With I think it was Albert Einstein uh, once said words to the effect of a person who is not willing to make mistakes has no chance of ever doing anything great. Mm-hmm. We sincerely hope this is helpful. If you know of anyone who may find this information to be helpful, please pass it on. If you are able to uh, support us on Patreon, please do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just We do this because we really want to help people and give people some information and some kind of like a creative spark and some inspiration uh, to go out and do something beautiful to make smart. Well, again, thank you guys so much, and we will be with you next time. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and keep in mind that you can catch us on our social media, Creative Actors Lab on Instagram and Facebook, and by the same name on YouTube. And for more on what we do, you can go to our website, creativeactorslab.com, all one word. Thank you for listening. Stay curious. Make art. Much love until next time.